Hey guys, so here we go. We're going to hop right back in. Uh, this is episode two with my dad that we recorded. And I will put a little intro in just so you know where we left off. If you missed episode one, make sure you go back, catch up on all the deets. Let's get to it. We were in that Leighton house for, what, two years? And then I remember the day in the kitchen. The day. This is the Relentlessly Love Podcast. It's Amanda. And like I've always said, falling in love with yourself is the most beautiful part of the process. Here are my stories. The good, the bad, ugly, funny, messy of my self-love journey. Taylor was pissed. <laughs> I was like dad pinned us in the fucking kitchen and uh, Andrea wouldn't do it oh well of course not right. you can I mean so um you know it, it, that, was, that was probably the hardest conversation that I've ever 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 had in my life even more than telling Misty's parents that you know Misty was gone oh, wow. that was because I knew that it was going to affect your life Mm -hmm. kept telling myself you know no the kids will be fine no the kids will be fine my kids are tough right the kids will be fine <laughs> they end up being fine but there's three or four years in there that went i mean just yeah it's not good right yeah there's a lot of trauma in there um and it, it wasn't there's no you know i say trauma like it wasn't physical but there was a lot of of emotional stress heartbreak you know, on you on your kids and and yeah. you know having to witness you know, that kind of heartbreak is, is, it's hard to do. Yeah. It's hard to do. And I, and uh, I'll be frank, I think it still affects uh, not as much you anymore, but it certainly affects Taylor. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, uh, and uh, her, you know, outlook on marriage in general. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, not to say that it's bad, but because everyone learns from their experience, right. Everybody's learning from their own experiences and, Mm -hmm. and their own traumas in their life and they're trying to figure out oh, i'm not doing that again <laughs> right yeah. so it's great so but what it does though is it creates that boundary for them mm -hmm. right yeah and taylor has taylor's got boundaries yo right? yes oh they're in there crystal clear yep oh yes yep and so um <laughs> so you know you you have to respect that but it yeah. comes because it comes from the things that she's done and learned in her life yeah right things that she's experienced so yeah. and and not having those boundaries in the first place is why we we're even in that late house on my part on my part why we we're even in the Eccles house frankly yeah i agree because yeah. i did not i did not execute boundaries yeah with andrea yeah. um you know i knew it was not the right thing to do i did it anyway because i tried to because i'm always in the middle right i'm always trying to appease everybody at the same time there you go. There, there's there's the life regret from Russ Mann. <laughs> Appeasing everybody. Right? Yeah. Being in the middle. But it also makes me a very good recruiter. It also makes me a very good manager. It also makes me a very good, you know, human being too, right? Yeah. yeah. So. Yep. But but at the time when you kids were growing up, that was all I knew, though, was go to work, make money, go to work, make money. Yeah. 
but then it evolved and go to work, make money, do the grocery shopping, do the cooking, do the cleaning, do the lawn mowing, do the uh, pick up the kids from school, do the everything. Literally everything. Literally everything. Yeah. And a 60 hour a week job. Yeah. And it just it, uh, wore on me, but obviously wore on her right. um, at the same time. So, because yeah. we, we ultimately never did anything together. We never really, and that, and, 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 and not to place blame, but um, Andrew did not like going out in public. She's very introverted, did not like crowds, did not like the Christmas party, frankly. Mm. Every time we come back from the Christmas party, she's like, did I do okay? I'm like, holy hell, just be yourself. Yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> well, okay. okay. You know? Well, and I wonder, I wonder if that's why I never connected with her really, is because she was never herself. She never felt comfortable being herself. Yeah. You know? She, she did not. Maybe that's she why I struggled. Um, yeah, maybe. maybe. Okay. Are, are we done talking about that? Because I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Okay, so what uh, what was it like raising me? What? What was it like raising me? Um, yeah. What am I like, Dad? You know, the... The, the probably the best way I feel like I've never really thought about this question, but I, I think the really the best way to describe you as a, as a child from a parent's point of view mm-hmm. um, is the, um, uh, the adult in the room. Um, you always had the ability to um, step up and handle it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what was happening, it was, you know, step up and handle it, right? Whether it was go tell somebody what was happening or try to handle it on your own or, you know, my brother and sister are fighting, you know, mom helped me, you know, even though you didn't get a whole lot of help, I don't think sometimes, um, but, you know, you were still the one that, um, you know, we knew that we could, we could ultimately count on um, to do the things that need to get done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never, never argued with you about going to bed or, or, or none of that kind of stuff. You were very, um, you always did what you were asked to do. And, um, and even, even beyond that, you were asked to do things that you, as a young kid, not doesn't necessarily need, you know, to, to do. Right. Right. Um, and uh, so you were, you know, easy is probably the, the best way to describe how was I growing up dude you were easy, easy. <laughs> you didn't ask for much and you did a whole lot and, you know what I mean yeah you went you went to school right you, you didn't complain about going to school and um you know and and even as you even as we got older and we moved through those houses and all those events in our life mm-hmm. um, you were still the one that was that was expected to hold your chin up Mm-hmm. Uh, and get through it yeah. even though you were the one uh, a lot of times that was was the the pain you felt that those pains more than your brothers and sisters did yeah yep, no doubt yeah. i always felt like i was alone yeah that's probably and and that and that's a fair that is a fair statement because i mean we and we set that stage for you to be alone by um, allowing not having that boundary with the stovalls and not being able to work out a boundary with the stovalls to where you were gone for 
four weeks a year. Yeah. Right. And that, and then that created a boundary, right. In and of itself between you and your brother and sister. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that, that frankly still exists today. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And, uh, you know, to, um, so you, you're all, you're, you're, you're easy. So that's the easy part. Then I wrote pre-divorce and post-divorce, but I guess it really is like when I started to find my voice, I think is more what it is. When um, I remember I was working at Lagoon and where at Lagoon. Oh, okay. And I remember, I don't know why we were talking, but I think we were like on the phone. You had already been in Pleasant Grove with Heidi. Uh, probably weren't quite married yet. Um but you were like, why don't you ask me for anything anymore? And I was like, well, that's why I work. Cause I'm sick of asking you for things and having to justify it. So I just want to take care of it myself. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't. Why would I ask you? Why would I ask you? Why don't you ever ask me for anything? It, I don't remember why we had that conversation, but it was something I don't, I must've been struggling like to pay for something or something like that I don't remember why but you're like why don't you just ask me because at that point I was paying for my own school clothes um I was buying my own lunches like if I wanted to go out to eat like I had to pay for everything so I just quit asking for things and so I think I was must have been struggling to afford something I think yeah. that's what it was and a lot of those times when you when you and your brother and sister and, and even Quentin to a point we're struggling with things like that. I didn't even know it. Yeah. I had no idea. Uh -uh. Um, so. Yeah. Well, you, well, cause at that point, like we were growing up or we were growing older and you weren't right there. Right. Yeah. That was an hour south. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think you would have done differently? Like with raising me looking back, like in hindsight, um, if you had the opportunity, well, I, I don't really have, so say that question one more time for me. So do you have something that you wish in hindsight that you would have done differently with raising oh, regret or, or I would have done, I don't really have any regrets. So yeah, no, not regret, not regrets, but done things differently. Um, mm -hmm. I think that I would have encouraged you to be your own person back when you were little. Um, I didn't, I don't think I really, even though I, I would really state things like, you know, six of the stones will break your bones. Right. Like mm -hmm. you, you, all, all of you grew up with that because yep. I was bullied. I was bullied pretty bad when I was in elementary junior high school. So mm -hmm. trying to toughen you up that way. Right. But, um, there were a lot of instances where I felt like, um, you could have done things that were important to you mm -hmm. that, um, uh, that I don't think I encouraged you um, to uh, not stop you because I don't think I've ever, I ever stopped you from doing anything, but mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe encouraging you and being a positive influence of you um, and then figuring out ways to help you yeah. do whatever it was that you wanted to do. Right. Yeah. I think that because you, you were in the middle too. So yeah it was you know trying to help trying to be in the middle and trying to make everybody happy you know you'll you'll say one thing to one person to appease that person but you know that that other person you're now going to have to defend it yep. to someone else and and those were 
those are the things I kind of wish I would have just had a boundary, set an expectation, and then let you kids do whatever you wish that you wanted. Right. Um, yeah, not that them. you did without or did anything you right. didn't yeah, want that. anyway. You, you, right. But, that makes sense though um, but i think that uh i think that so for me it's it, what i knew was said said it by example right yeah. so if i show the work ethic if i show the uh, you know all the things that are necessary to become successful that you kids would become successful too mm-hmm. and there are some times where i think that i didn't um i give you the pathway but i just felt like i just didn't encourage you enough I right. I mean. Yeah. Like, I think all of us children work our fucking asses off. All of you us. Do. You yes, you do. All do. Like, we have <laughs> all taken care of ourselves, like, since the day we could have. We all have. Yes. Um, I think. To no well, fault of your own. No, we just, that's all we knew. We knew how to work our asses off because you showed us how to do that. At the same time, we never saw you be you and no one showed us how to let our let us be ourselves you know we didn't we didn't have that so when we left the house it's like wait wait a second wait who who are we (laughs) you know (laughs) i think yeah i could i see what you mean because i don't think it's taken me until you know i don't know that you haven't fully know yourself but i don't think it was till i got married really that I found my voice and you disagree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you, all, all, all four of you, but when you mm-hmm. became a senior in high school and, and turned 18, good luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really what happened. Uh, well, yeah, but that I mean, was- I mean, we, Heidi, Heidi, uh, Heidi's, to Heidi's benefit, you know, she, she would step up and say, no, 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 no we get oh, it. Oh, yeah. Right. And she'd be like, no, no, come here. Let's handle yeah. this. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing that, so dad and Heidi met through the Yahoo dating app. And was it you that's, no, it was Heidi that's, she was like, I'm done with this. And she was like, can I close her app? She tells me the story all the time. <laughs> and she was going to delete the app, but then she got an email or something to spin the wheel. <laughs> and yeah. she spun the wheel and dad popped up yeah. and here we are about 13 almost 14 years later how long have you guys been together 15 years 2007 so october would be 14 years married though married married that was 2000 uh 2005 five. end of 2000 first part of 2006 mm-hmm. 2006 but no it's five end of five yeah Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. I think in my heart that it was mom. I think it was Misty that made sure that <laughs> Heidi was in our lives. Um, I think Heidi's what we needed, both of us. I mean, she, the, that woman taught me how to pay bills. Like, dad, you do not know how to pay bills. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you ask Heidi, I don't know how, but well yeah <laughs> i did them every i did them every day until i met heidi yes yeah so heidi taught me how to pay the bills she taught me how to be an adult i feel like she really was like she's really the one that encouraged me to 
say, no, the kids need to come live with us. Yep. Yep. And three out of the four of us have lived with you and Heidi. Yep. And each time, I think me and Forrest for sure definitely learned a lot while we lived with you guys. Like we learned how to be adults. Quinn was Quinn was still in school. Yeah, Quinn was different, I feel like. But I still think he learned a lot. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I couldn't be prouder of it, of all four of you. I mean, I tell people all the time I, I have great human kids. <laughs> all my kids are great humans. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. We're all so different, but <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Four different planets, man. Let me oh, that. yeah, that's a good way to describe it. But me and Quinn are really close. All those things have come around. Yeah, sure. But yeah, yeah, and that's all. I would encourage you more, not not to settle, right? Like I like I always say, like you and your sister, you don't need no damn man, yeah. right? Right. You don't need a man. No, nope. I don't. I don't. Does anybody see one around here right now? Because I don't. Yeah. I'm doing just fine. I also, and I think that, you know, telling you also influenced Taylor too. There's no doubt. Yeah. No, because Taylor takes care of herself. She does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she does. <laughs> Aaron, who? What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Forest, sweet forest. Um, okay, so we had one question specific for you on teenage daughters. Um, how do you get on the same page and communicating? Um, yeah, I think time, that, like you were out of the house. Yeah, I think that what's really important uh, with teenage kids in general, uh, with mine specifically, was to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 you really have to. They are smart. They are, you know, you might, you know, as a parent, you might be in charge, so to speak, but unless you listen to your children and encourage your children, um, they'll never amount to anything is not the right phrase, but that's, that's kind of how I feel, Mm -hmm. right? You, you have to let them do their own thing and learn from their own thing and encourage them to make the mistakes, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Tell them, hey, you know, I probably wouldn't do that, but you know, if you're going to do that, you're going to do that, and that's going to be the way it's going to be, and you'll have to learn from the consequences. Mm-hmm. And the sooner consequences are learned, the better. But you can't have the consequence stop them from doing the things that they really know that they want to try and do. So as soon as you, as a as a parent, go, um, no, I wouldn't do that. You've now told that kid no. Mm-hmm. You, you, as a parent, sometimes you think, oh, well, I didn't tell them they couldn't do it. I just said, you know, you know, I wouldn't do it. Well, that's the same damn thing. And so um, I see that a lot, um, mm-hmm. even as you as we grow and, and go through business and, yeah. and, and learn and, and help to manage other people. Um, it's, it's still that same process, mm-hmm. right? You, you listen, you got two ears, one mouth, listen first um, and listen to re- not to reply, listen to understand. And, and if you'll do that with your kids, doesn't, they don't have to be teenagers. 
but if you don't do that, especially when they're younger, mm-hmm. um, and acknowledge what it is that they're going through, it, it will serve you as a parent more than probably it will serve the kid. Because when they turn 25 and they're self-sufficient and they're successful in doing the things that they want to do, it's because you didn't not encourage them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Same thing with, you know, you kids moving out, you kids doing the things you're doing. Well, here's the, here's the pros and the cons. Heidi's really good at that too, right? Yeah. Here's the pros and the cons. Yeah. Um, you know, you can make your own decision. We'll be here to support you whatever way you decide. Okay. And if you, if you did that with a, a 12 year old, a 13 year old, a 14 year old, the dramatic difference in the empowerment that they will have um, will be dramatic. It will be dramatic. Stop trying to control your kids. Let your kids control themselves. Yeah. I always try to like, even if Kelson has a crazy idea, I'm like, oh, okay, will you wear your helmet? You're like, you know, he gets a gun for Christmas from his uncle. Like, I can't control that. All I can do is to teach, make sure that he is taught how to use it. Like I can't control because I tried. I said, this child, this house will not have any Nerf guns. (laughs) What's that kid's favorite toy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole closet of them. (laughs) Yeah. It's what it is. Even his grandparents bought him one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I, you know, that's, that'd be my answer for sure. And when it, not only teenage kids, but even younger kids, mm-hmm. you know, when you see that they're going to do something dangerous or stupid along that will hurt them physically, right. right? Then you have to step in. Yeah. But if, if it's a mental thing, it's very much listen first and listen to understand. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you do not have to reply. You do not have to have an answer. Mm-hmm. Just give them and, this space. Uh, just give them the space and let them do their own thing and let them make their own mistakes and mm-hmm. help them to and be there and know that you'll be there to support them and encourage them to understand that you will support them mm-hmm. regardless of the decisions that they make or the people who they are. Might be traumatic for a while, but they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, we're still going to be there. <laughs> I think obviously you've never had an adult child until you have one, but I mean, you know, when I when I was walking through the steps of deciding whether to stay married or get a divorce, you guys, yeah, you were like, ah, did you try this? Ah, did you do that? Did we have we thought about this? Like, but you never were like, absolutely not, Amanda. Like it, it was always, we're right here. We're right here. Whatever decision you make, you know, we're gonna be here. So I mean, even though. I'm not 16 anymore. I'm old. Yeah. Same answer. Same answer. About my life. Yep. It's your life. Yep. Yeah. And I think that that, that was p- p- part of my, I didn't tell anybody really. There was three people I told. It was you, Aunt Wendy, and Leslie. And it's because I knew you three would support me regardless. And there wouldn't be any judgment and I held that space very tight because I didn't want to, I wanted the choice to be my choice. And I knew that you three would help me. Well, and Heidi obviously wasn't with you. You know, I knew that you, you guys would be the ones to allow me to make the decision and not 
influence it in any way because I didn't want influence. I wanted to listen to my own heart. And I knew that you guys would all give me the space to just talk it out or figure it out and not judge me or try to change my mind or yeah. And I and I think that that uh, yeah. proud of all you guys because of the things that you do like that, right? Yeah. Even though I might not get the opportunity with all of you to have those same conversations, mm-hmm. um, you know, and sometimes, you know, having those same conversations makes it worse yeah. to make a decision sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it because well oh yeah I didn't think about that right. Yeah, I <laughs> made that mistake with that. that. I made that mistake asking you a question. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh crap. I didn't think about that, but you know, but that's, that's where, you know, listening first mm-hmm. has always been good to me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. listen to, to, to hear you. Yep. And I, and I, do you remember me getting so upset about shoveling the, the snow at the first Leighton house? Remember how the driveway was like this? Right. And you like had just left or something. And you, I wouldn't shovel the driveway because I was like, I didn't shovel the driveway. And then Andrea called you or something because I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I remember you, you called me and I was like, why are you calling me? You don't live here anymore. And I remember you just like letting me vent. It was the, the kitchen conversation. You telling me, why don't you ask me for help anymore? And then this conversation was like three conversations. I remember like vividly, but it was why, like, why are you upset that I'm calling and asking you to shovel the driveway? And I'm like, you don't live here anymore. So how can you ask me to do something when you don't live here anymore? And you were like, okay, okay. I see where you're coming from. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, you heard me. (laughs) You want to shuffle the driveway. I don't know that I did or not. Probably not because I was stubborn, but <laughs> but I, I remember that. Like it was you listen, like why, why okay, what's the real reason you're not shoveling the driveway? <laughs> right. You didn't live there and you were trying to tell me to shovel the driveway. And I was like, how about you go shovel the driveway? <laughs> but you you listened to what like the true why I was upset. After that, it was I can't fix anything if I don't know about it. Yeah. Right. And I, that's when I actually learned that what you were trying to teach me when you always told me that was that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, yeah. If I don't know, I can't help. And if you don't ask, you don't get sticks and stones will break your bones, but, or will break your bones, but words will never hurt you. And those are the three phrases that I spotted all the time. And you don't need no man. And you don't need, for you girls, is yeah, you don't need no man. The four truths of Russ Man right there. <laughs> yes. Uh, ulti- ultimately, I want you to be independent, right? Yeah. I wanted you to be you and have be and and have the desires that you want to have. And and I and I'll be frank, I learned those things from Misty because she was the one that always encouraged um, everybody else to go and do the things that they want to do. Yeah. And Misty will be there to handle the rest because that's what she did ultimately. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, I'll work for you. Yeah, sure. Go play baseball. It'd be fine. I'll go work for you. And Dana would never work. Me and Misty did. But those, but those, but her desire to be an independent person, mm-hmm. 
when, you know, when she was pregnant with you and, and just before she, she died and her real desire to be an independent woman, she didn't, frankly, she didn't really want to be married to me at the time. You know, she was really struggling with that. Oh, really? That whole postpartum. Yeah. She's very postpartum. Mm-hmm. She did not, she wanted to do nothing, but she did. She yeah. got up, she did the things she needed to do to be successful and uh, did a fine job at it. But I, but I saw in her, her like this growing up, I'm going to be married and I'm going to have kids and I'm going to be a parent and I'm going to do all these things. And then she got to that point and went, oh shit, can, can't I have a life too? Can't I be my own person too? Right. Yeah. She realized just before she died that she wanted to be her own person too. She didn't want to be Russ's wife. She didn't want to be Amanda's mother, even though she adored you and, and all those things that right. those were super important to her, right. super important. But she also discovered that she really wanted to be her own person mm-hmm. because she hadn't, she hadn't been. Do you think that's why like I'm pushing forth with that so heavily now that I've like connected with her? Cause I've to be an independent person. To, like be myself, like be authentic. I mean, it could be, I mean, um, I think you've always been an independent person, right. But you've always had that, um, you know, ability to set a boundary. Um, and move forward and learn and do things on your own and then be supported, you know, by Kelly Mm -hmm. um, and and be supported up to a point to where you felt comfortable and learning and doing the things that you did. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't get to the position you're at in terms of jobs and and career without having some kind of support, right? right? Right. You got to give credit where credit's due and Kelly helped with that, Mm -hmm. right? Kelly, absolutely. Yeah, he definitely um, gave me the space to be myself. And right. he allowed, you know, he allowed me. He never, he he never filtered me ever. Yep. Yeah. Never. So that's why I think he'll be a great dad to Kelson. He is a great dad to Kelson. He is. Yeah. He is. People, I, I guess I'm gonna have to learn how to fish. Uh God, I just need to find a boyfriend that can fish. That's that's who, I can't who what? I just need to find a boyfriend that likes fishing because then I can just. You don't need no man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you ever come visit, he's going to be like, well, we're going fishing, Grandpa. That's what I'm oh, talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be in trouble. Yeah. I'm going to be like, uh, there's got to be some kind of fish farm around here somewhere. Yeah. Oh, God. Heidi. Yeah. <laughs> but you know at the end of the day it, you know at the end of the day it's it's all about each individualized person and doing the things that make them happy yeah. and if you have someone next to you that will support you with that then that's a great thing yeah. if you have someone next to you that doesn't support that and is negative towards it mm-hmm. then you gotta you gotta make a decision right yeah. do i want to continue in my life with this or not yeah. um every in my opinion every person has to take care of themselves first mm-hmm. even though it might be very difficult yep. right it might yeah. be in the middle right you might be whatever but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah first things first you you can't help someone else if you can't help yourself nope. that's why i think it's so important that i share this message of like relentlessly loving yourself because if you don't take care of yourself and you don't learn about yourself and you don't put forth the effort to take care of yourself. You can't take care of your babies. You can't take care of your husband. You can't take care of your family. 
You can't take care of your job if you, if you're not okay. You don't take care of you first. And I think just where we live, where I live, I think that that's the mentality is the mom is last. The wife is last. The the female is last. Yep. Yep. No doubt. In American American society, it's still that way. Yeah. And I think it's very prevalent here. Definitely. Is what it is. I definitely don't um, fit the status quo here. But but I still know that I can still hold a place for my peers, my community to know that it is okay to love on yourself and still have a family. And how, how do you do that? You know, you know, I think that I can help with that. And I hope I do. I think I do. I don't think I give myself enough credit, but. Yeah, probably. You have all the tools. I Do whatever want, you want. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Just want people to be happy and love themselves, you know? Because I think if you love yourself, then and and creating a and, and and creating relentlessly love is is that mantra, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want everybody to be happy. Mm-hmm. Right? We all we all we all can't be, but it's not a bad thing to want yeah. everybody to be happy. No doubt. I feel like that's the only currency there ever, there ever, always will be in the universe is love, and that 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 will never go away. Yep. Yep. It's true. I love you. I love you, Dad. Mm-hmm. I love you, and I'm proud of you, and I appreciate you. I hope I tell you enough. Make me proud. Make me. I still want to smack you every once in a while for not standing up for yourself. And I want so much for you, and I know you do too. And I know I make you proud. Good. And I appreciate you always telling me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I yeah. I need it sometimes, you know. Yeah. So. And uh, it's it's never too late. No. Nope. Never too late. Nope. So. Don't forget that, okay? Oh, 53. <laughs> 53. Yep. It's never too late. And just go, just go start a company, Russ. You'll be fine. Yep. Well, I was, yeah, oh, what? Uh, are you sure? I, I don't know, right? <laughs> I have skills. I can get a job. Yes. Yes, you can. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still just a car salesman. Just still just a car salesman. <laughs> forever in my heart (laughs) (laughs) oh oh god i love you i love you too okay i'm gonna 